Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 9, Life is 50-50. Hello, friends. We've been having so much fun recording the podcast, reading your reviews, and getting feedback from people. We've been recording live videos for the past six months now, Leah. Can you believe it? I can't believe it's been six months already. I know. And we've been uploading these to Insta. We have them on Facebook and recently our new YouTube channel, H&L Life Coaching. Which I have to interrupt and give a shout out to my daughter-in-law, Shannon Clendenning, who uh, did the YouTube channel for us. I think she did a fantastic job. Um, So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Shannon. We, uh, we love hearing from you. If you have any questions, well, not just Shannon, but everybody. <laughs> Shannon, we love hearing from you. <laughs> Please send us all of your questions. Or if you would like us to cover a topic on the podcast or live videos, we'd love to hear from you. That's right. So today we're going to be talking about a concept that I actually found so helpful when I first heard it. I'm not sure if I start every podcast off by saying that because so (laughs) many of these tools that we're introducing at the beginning were like really great tools for me to start using in my life. But this one, I do have to say this one was a biggie, but it is also super, super simple. So I'm going to take you back to the first of one of the many, 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 many graduations that I've attended for my kids. As I've told you before, we have five kids between us and our oldest, who was my stepson, was graduating middle school, which is basically our junior high. Um, And this is quite a while ago because he actually just graduated from university and he is going to be starting law school. So that's really exciting. So this is how far back it goes. He was in grade eight at the time and the principal was giving his closing speech and told the kids that they had a right to be happy. And that for some reason, just really rubbed me the wrong way for the few reasons. And I think that the idea that we have a right for happiness sort of made me feel like we're entitled to it. Now, I think kids have a right to a lot of things. And as humans, we have a lot of rights, like a safe environment, our human rights, these are our rights. But right to happiness made it feel like he was telling them that it should be handed to them, or like happiness is a final destination that they have some right to. So I kind of wish he had chosen his words a bit more carefully, And let these middle schoolers know that they have, you know, a right to choose happiness or to seek happiness or to go on a journey to find happiness, because I felt like he was setting them all up for disappointment. But I've always cringed when I hear people talk about how they just want, I just want my kids to be happy. That's all I want. Or what do you want in life? I just want to be happy. And I never knew why it bothered me so much, because I mean, I do want to be happy. 
and I want my kids to be happy some of the time, but it was when I first heard this concept that I sort of realized, oh, this is why this rubbed me the wrong way. So why don't you explain the concept for us, Heather? Mm-hmm. I have the explanation of why the happiness is not the goal. And this concept's called the 50-50. Basically, life is 50% good and 50% bad. 50% easy and 50% hard. 50% positive and 50% negative. Now, throughout your life, these percentages will vary here and there. So I'm not saying that every day you'll have 50-50. Maybe some days will be 80-20. Maybe some years will be 80-20. Maybe 2020 for many were 2080, who knows? But but when you look at your life overall, it's gonna be about 50-50. So as I said, sometimes the proportions can change, but the actual percentage isn't important. You know, I I know I've had some discussions with clients and people who want to say, they don't think 50-50 is accurate, I even found one person who wrote about her own version and divided it up into (laughs) into more than 50-50. It's like they said 50% 50 of the time it was going okay uh, on one side, 5% of life is awesome, and then 20% is pretty good. And so they really divided it up into very specific percentages, which I found a little bit complicated. So 50% 50 good, 50% bad. But I don't think the percentages are the point. So I don't want you to get hung up on the percentages. The main point is that life is not going to be all good or all bad or all easy or all hard. We will go through days, weeks, months, and maybe even years where everything is not all rainbows and lollipops. And this is probably why, Leah, it irked you when you have a right to happiness. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. Because the reality is, is we're going to experience a wide range of emotions. And okay, just as a side note, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but let's talk about the language that we use about emotions. So the idea of calling emotions positive versus negative, we have come to call them that, but really they're all just emotions. Some will feel more pleasant than others. So we like to call them pleasant and unpleasant instead. But basically on one side, what we can refer to as being the pleasant ones, we're going to have things like joy, peace, happiness, wonder, awe, excitement, confidence, laughter, curiosity, all those good things that we feel good to us. They feel pleasant to us. And on the other side, the more unpleasant side is where we find things like sadness, anxiety, loneliness, self-pity, turmoil, guilt, shame, anguish, confusion, boredom. There's so many of them. I, I often admittedly can name more All on the, good the ones. unpleasant side. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so when we tell our kids or tell ourselves or society tells us that our goal is to be 100% happy all the time, it's a lot of pressure because we're basically telling them that it's not normal to feel all those unpleasant emotions. But is it not totally normal and totally expected? I mean, they even say that guilt and shame are normal emotions. And if you never feel them, then you may be a sociopath. So (laughs) I want to feel, not that I want to, but I know it's okay if I'm feeling guilt and shame sometimes because I'm not a sociopath. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we cleared that up. (laughs) My non-sociopathic business partner. (laughs) 
There's a lot of things you can say about me. I feel all my emotions, including guilt and shame. Excellent. Good to know. Um, But if you're like me, there are many hard days and there are many bad days. And if I think I'm supposed to be happy all the time, that I could easily end up thinking something's wrong with me that I can never achieve the 100% happy goal. Then I look at all those people who look so happy around me, who seem to be doing it, and then I resist the bad or make it mean something bad about me, and I can end up feeling actually even worse because I can't swing being happy all the time. That's exactly it. And that's, I realize that is why hearing all about the pressure to be happy that we put in ourselves and put in our kids always bothered me. It's unrealistic and it makes us feel worse. And the goal to be happy can actually lead us to be more unhappy. And I think even in the language we use with people, like we'll see somebody who looks upset or sad or concerned and we'll say to them, Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Like implying that that something they're experiencing is not normal, that there's something wrong to be feeling those unpleasant emotions. And again, that's a lot of pressure on us to feel a certain way. So maybe instead of we can all work on, instead of saying to people like, what's wrong? We can say things like what's happening or what's going on or how are you feeling today? It's much better than labeling something as wrong. Mm-hmm. And the problem is not feeling the unpleasant emotion. It's what we do with it. So think about it. We have these days or months or years when we, when we feel unhappy, then we start to feel unhappy that we're so unhappy. We may go through all the blessings in our life. I live in a free country. I have a job. I have people in my life who love me. I have no right to be unhappy. So then I get mad at myself for feeling unhappy. Or maybe I have anxiety. This is a big one. We see this a lot. And if you've experienced it, you know, you're anxious, but then you get anxiety about having the anxiety. And there's no logical reason to have the anxiety. What's wrong with me? Or then you get mad at yourself for having anxiety about the anxiety. So we just keep adding all these layers of negative emotions. And if the if there's an expectation to be 100% happy, then we have these, and when we have these unpleasant emotions, we can start thinking that something's wrong with us if we're not happy all of the time. That's right. And then of course, the next thing we do when we're feeling these unpleasant emotions, we compare. So we start looking around what what people are putting out there. So we compare our inner unhappy with their curated Instagram or Facebook, or even the 10 minute conversation that we have with them. There's this great little video and I'll see if I can find the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes, but basically it shows people in ordinary life walking around. And then it has these thought bubbles above them showing what they're going through. It's such a moving video because you see a few scenes that takes place in a hospital. I don't know if you've seen this one, Heather. And so it shows like an elevator and in the elevator, there are four people and it goes around and shows the thought bubbles of what each of the four people are thinking. So one is thinking or, or what's happening in their life. Like one has had a migraine for two weeks straight. And then it moves over to another person who the thought bubble says, I was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And then another person who's standing in the elevator saying, my wife just had her first baby. And then someone else where it says, heading to the lawyer's office to sign the divorce papers. But if you just look at them, they're just four people standing in an elevator and they all look pretty good. So it's really dangerous for us to compare 
with what we know is going on inside us, with what we think is going on inside somebody else based on what they look like or even what they say or, or the way they act. It's, it's a dangerous comparison game for us. Yeah, we never really know. No. So when I think of someone who epitomizes not only embracing, but sharing her experience of the negative side of the 50-50 equation, it's got to be my girl, Glennon Doyle. That's I'm a right. bit obsessed. You I do. I <laughs> love <girl> how. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love how unapologetic she is about surrendering to all of life's emotions. There is no filter with her. What you mm-hmm. see is exactly what you get. And if you've ever read one of her books, you know how genuine and authentic she is. So in a recent Insta video, she addressed the gap between how we think life is supposed to be. I'm, you can't see me, but air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Um, yeah, <laughs> versus how life actually is messy, awkward, real. No air if, quotes there. It is no. messy, awkward, <laughs> <and> real. <laughs> the, those words were bolded. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If we're if we're constantly comparing our lives to this ideal of how it's supposed to be, we'll always we will always be out of reach. And we'll always end up feeling defeated and disappointed. And then when we're feeling crappy about ourselves, we consume more to feel better about ourselves in the short term. This is what we refer to buffering. And I'm sure we'll do a podcast on this at some point. But these are all the actions you take to avoid, resist, or escape feeling any negative emotion. But it's a net negative, though, because that negative emotion is still waiting for you the next time you get triggered by... I don't know, someone's Instagram or Facebook or a commercial or media. And then you start the compare and despair cycle all over again. Exactly. And I love, didn't she call it life porn where it's like comparing this unreal expectation of life to our regular messy real life. So it's kind of like comparing unrealistic expectation of sex that is portrayed in porn with like the everyday reality of it. I just, it's so good when I, when I saw her calling it life porn and body porn and family Christmas. Yeah. In Christmas Christmas porn. porn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. That is so it. It's these ideals that we have. And then we look at our own life and we're like, how come my life doesn't look like that? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Another thinking trap is if I could just X, Y, Z, then I'd feel a certain way. X, Y, Z. You can fill in the gap, whatever it is for you. It's almost like we think we can negotiate with the 50-50. And it's sneaky because we think we'll feel better, like more confident or happier in the future once we get the thing that we're pursuing. So the raise, the job, the relationship, the body. And we know it doesn't work this way because the goalpost is always changing. Once we achieve one thing, then we're, we're wanting to achieve something different or some, we set another goal. Now, for those of you who know and are familiar with Glennon Doyle, she has been very open about her compulsive thinking about food and her body. And in that Insta post that I told you, the video, she declared to everybody that she has six-pack abs. So she used to be someone who thought compulsively about food and her body, who didn't have six-pack abs. And I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this. And now she's someone who thinks compulsively about food and exercise, who has six-pack abs. You know, and she says, who cares? They didn't change my life. Now she just worries about losing them. So this is a perfect example of just a different set of 50-50. And I love that example, but 
I have to admit, my brain goes to the place of, but if I did have six back abs, it would be so much better. And I think our brains are tricky like that because it is, well, if I did have six pack abs or if I did have more money or if I did live in this different neighborhood with a bigger house, if I did have all these things, my brain tricks me into thinking it would be so much better, but we know that that's not the case. So if when you feel low, you're feeling bad, negative, unpleasant, whatever it is, and just allow yourself to feel that way and just recognize it is what it is. It's just the negative 50. It's the hard 50. It's just a normal part of life. It's the part of being human. Then we can just meet these negative or unpleasant emotions like, oh, it's my part of 50% unhappy. We don't have to add the extra extra layers of misery with all these extra negative emotions. And we can actually spend less time worrying about being unhappy. What if life just is? It's not supposed to be anything, but exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think once we open up to feeling all of the feelings, and that's what we're designed to do as it's part of the human experience to feel that's the goal to feel all the feelings, not just the good ones. Mm -hmm. um, because if you can get comfortable with feeling the negative feelings, your entire 50, 50, your bubble, your feeling bubble expands. So mm -hmm. both good and bad. So that's really, really important to remember. Now it doesn't mean that we don't feel the pain, the sadness, the anger, the loneliness, we still feel all these things. And it doesn't mean that we breeze through these things and aren't thrown off by unpleasant emotions. It just means that we don't have to add all the extra layers of um, emotion to fight the unpleasant feelings when they surface. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of, have you ever heard the expression pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Have you ever heard that expression? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So it's taken a while for me to get my head around this one, but I heard it explained that we all have pain and this is true for physical pain or emotional pain. We all will have it, or we've had it, or we will have it in the future, but suffering is caused when we add resistance to the mix. And what I mean by resistance is sort of fighting against reality, meaning it's things like this is not fair. It should not be this way. I don't want it to be this way. It's not like this for other people. Why does it have to be like this with me? So when you take pain and you add resistance to it, you get suffering. So pain is unavoidable. But if we can learn to resist just a little bit less and accept just a little bit more, then we can usually reduce the amount of overall suffering. It's a big order. It's a hard thing to do. But I, I love being able to see we can't get away from the pain. But if we don't resist it as much, we don't add all these extra layers of suffering. Mm -hmm. And I love that we we're actually in control of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Not empowering. in control of the pain, no. but in control of allowing the resistance to take over. Okay. Let's go back to the idea of 50, 50. Now, is there anything wrong with wanting to be a hundred percent happy? I'm glad that I'm reading this one, Leah, because I think that you would, <laughs> it would be all bolded for you in exclamation marks. <laughs> well, is there anything wrong with saying all I want is to be happy? I guess technically there's nothing wrong with any thought that you have, but does it serve you? We touched on this in our last 
podcast as well. Does a goal of 100% happiness serve you well? Because when you think about it, do you really want to be happy all the time? Do you even want to be having pleasant emotions all the time? If someone dies, do you want to choose to feel happy? If we see someone being abused, do we want to feel good about that? No, I want to feel horrified and I want to, I want to feel upset. If someone screams at you, do you want to feel good about it? Uh-uh, no thanks. But I know we do teach and we'll dive deeper in upcoming episodes that we are the ones who create our feelings. Remember in the last episode, we taught you the framework, the equation of life, the model where we said our thoughts create our feelings. So if we're the ones who create our own feelings, technically we could try to create pleasant feelings all the time. But the question is, is do I want to feel pleasant emotions all the time? I don't know about you, but there are times when I want to feel unpleasant emotions. Maybe I'm abnormal like that, but sometimes if I'm angry or frustrated or hurt, I kind of want to stay there. I kind of want to feel that way. So there are times I want to feel sadness or sorrow or grief. Like I, you know, there are many times in my life where grieving was the exact emotion I wanted to feel. So I don't want to be 100% happy all the time. I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't want to be 100% happy. Mm -hmm, exactly. I want to experience the unpleasant emotions too when I choose to feel them. And I know I want to try to have the whole human experience, which is for me to be feeling all the range, the spectrum of emotions. So that means that I don't want to be happy all of the time. And when we understand that life is 50-50, we remove so much stress from ourselves because we recognize that nothing has gone wrong if you're experiencing the negative emotions. Yeah. And, you know, I had a great example the other day, my husband was having a coaching session and he has a coach too. And it's awesome because she was also trained at the life coach school where you and I were both trained. And so she uses all the same tools, but she also happens to work for the same company that my husband works for and life coaching is her side business. So anyhow, um, he has been under a ton of stress recently with a lot of professional and personal stuff going on. And he was telling her about all the stuff that was going on. And she said to him, yeah, sounds like it's pretty normal that you're feeling stressed and all the other emotions that he was feeling. And I think it was just that little reminder, nothing's gone wrong. It's just a hard part of his story that he's in right now. And I saw it actually helped him, you know, and I'll put in quotation marks to feel better because it didn't take away some of the emotions that it was feeling, but it was also, he didn't need to resist the unpleasant emotions. Like he could just allow the unpleasant feelings, but he didn't have to beat himself up over having them. So ironically being okay to not being okay can actually be really helpful. So he doesn't have to shift to feeling happy. He can just be okay with, I'm not really okay right now. Like things are really tough right now. He doesn't have to layer more emotions on top of things to feel guilt or bad or any of those emotions on top of how, how he's already feeling. Mm -hmm, I love that. And I, I love when we give ourselves permission to feel like crap. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's okay. Exactly. It's, it's okay not to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Another reason I think the 50-50 concept is so good is that we do need comparisons in life. I believe there is opposition in all things that we do. So we have to be able to understand the contrast of emotions. So how would we know joy without suffering? And how would we know peace without turmoil? So to understand hope, we need to understand despair. So I mean, think about it. Do we not appreciate the warmth more after being in the cold? Or better yet, understand sweetness after having something bitter? I actually like bitter when we're talking about taste, though. <laughs> I prefer bitter to sweet. So I'm, I'm really happy for that contrast, but I'll, I'll choose bitter over sweet any day of the week. Anyway, aside, and we all know how it feels to be in the light after spending so much time in the darkness. So this contrast is, it's so important. You wouldn't know one side without the other. Yeah. And it's not just about emotions. The 50-50 concept can be applied to everything. So it's about relationships and jobs and activities and family life and parenting. And, you know, take your job, for example, there may be things that I don't like in my job and grass may look greener on the other side. But the truth is, is even if I change jobs, I'll still have tons of things that I don't like in the new job. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you're having some troubles and you think life would be so much better if I could just swap out my partner. And that could be true, but a new job or a new relationship will just bring a whole different set of hard times along with it. Now, that's not to say that there may be some things that I don't want to accept or other things that I prefer to deal with. So I'm not saying that you can't change things, but I am saying be realistic that when you do change things, it usually just means you're changing the type of 50-50 you have. If I trade this in, what am I going to get instead? And if you've had, you know, multiple relationships in your life, you've likely experienced that. Like every relationship has the mix of good and bad. It's just some relationships is easier to deal with certain kinds of bad. So that's the only difference. We can play around with that. It's very true. And just as an aside, relationships are just thoughts that we have about someone else in our oh, brain. Oh, you're getting and into a whole other episode, Heather. I know. And I can't <laughs> wait to, to dive into that. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Anyway, so back to 50-50. Life overall is filled with 50% po positive and 50% negative. And when we expect things to be 90-10 or expect things to be perfect, we end up being disappointed and thinking that there's something wrong. I know it's a concept that many people resist, but it can be very, very helpful as it normalizes some of the challenges that we all have. We all have them. We don't have to fear the unpleasant as it's just part of the inevitable bad, which is 50%. It can also help you appreciate the good side, the good part of the 50-52. Totally. And you know, sometimes when things are going well and you have the fear, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, that this is too good to be true. Things are going to go off course at any moment, which can lead you to not enjoy where you're at. So I remember when I met my husband, I'm talking a lot about my family on this, on this episode, in this 50-50 episode, I'm talking about my family an awful lot. I love this story. I know where you're going with this. But anyhow, it's, it's a second marriage for both of us. And if anybody knows my husband, he's pretty awesome. 
He's really awesome. In fact, after our first date, one of my girlfriends called me and said, so how was it? And I was like, it was amazing. He was awesome. So she said, so you're going to go out with him again? I was like, totally not. Like, he's just <laughs> too good to be true. I'm not, I'm not going to chance it. Well, luckily he contacted me later that day and we did end up going out. But anyhow, we've been married almost 13 years now. And I remember in the early years, constantly feeling like I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop for something to go wrong. So it's always like, when am I going to find out? Like, when is it going to happen? But understanding now that relationships are 50-50 has given me a lot of peace because I don't have to fear that there is hard stuff. So as amazing and awesome as my husband is, there are a whole bunch of things that drive me crazy, but that's okay. Because he has 50% of me to drive me crazy too. And since you guys hear more from me than you hear from him, you're probably more sympathetic with what he has to deal with than what I have to deal with. But so we don't have to go around thinking that something's wrong if we get annoyed with each other or if we have like some conflicts we have to deal with or um, we don't have to try to fix each other or fix ourselves to get a higher percentage of happiness. The fact is, is that things will go off course 50% of the time and that's okay. It's just part of the 50-50. It's just part of the hard part of marriage. We don't have to make it mean like we're doomed or everything's going to fall apart. It's just, oh, here we are. This is a hard part of our life right now. Mm -hmm, exactly. Now, we can always choose thoughts that help us to create happier feelings, but it's okay to know that a good chunk of our lives won't be all roses, sunshine, and lollipops. A good chunk of life will be hard. It'll be sad or messy. And all of that is okay. And a good chunk of our children's lives will be hard and sad and messy too. And that's okay. When my kids are feeling lower down, I know it annoys them um, often when I remind them that it's all okay. Nothing's gone wrong. When they're having a hard time, I know it's hard. I can have empathy. I can help them out, but nothing's gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with their life. It's just the 50-50. But really the hard 50 is what allows them the opportunity to grow and learn and develop. It's actually what allows them and us to build resilience. Um, to build effective coping skills and character. We have to have the 50% hard, just like we do, they do. We all have to have it. It is what helps us to build that resilience, which we're trying to do. Yeah. So while we all want our kids, our family, our friends to be happy, um, and we want to be happy ourselves, but I, I want you, I want to encourage you to to want even more than that. I want to know that we can have a beautiful life even when we aren't happy. And, and all of that is just, it's thriving, living in 50-50. That's exactly it. So everybody can relax a little bit if things aren't going so well in your life right now or during your year or the month or whatever it is, nothing's gone wrong. This may be just a really hard season for you it's okay to feel what you're feeling. You don't have to rush out and try to think positively and change it. You can just allow it to be there, but just know that life is 50-50. There will be the ups and downs and that you are able 
to deal with it. You are resilient. You are able to grow from all the challenges, all the hard stuff you can grow. So remember, we would love to have you join our Facebook group, the Building Resilience Club. You can find a link to that in our show notes. We would love to hear from you. If you have feedback or comments, please leave us a review or reach out. Let us know if you have any questions. And until next time, enjoy living in the 50-50 of life. Bye, everybody.